Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and today I am so excited to interview James Braha. He and I have done two videos together so far. If you would prefer to watch the YouTube video, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on the YouTube tab, and you can find my channel there and my most recent videos, which both are actually with James Braha. And so I'm really excited today because I'm interviewing James about remedial measures. And so something about Vedic astrology is that if people have a damaged planet, weakened or afflicted planet, sometimes they can become very freaked out. It can be scary. It can be nerve wracking. None of us like learning that we have a planet that's severely damaged, right? There are remedial measures that we can take in Vedic astrology that can support a planet and maybe mitigate some of that negative influence. And so I've learned a lot from James um, in the past and still today, (laughs) and I love his books. I highly recommend James Braha. Um, And he actually was the first person I had ever heard about a yagya from. I'd never heard that word. I didn't know what it was. And so I got really curious about more remedial measures from him and just learning more about when they would be applicable and when we might use them. And so again, I'm just super excited to have a chance to talk with him today. And so he shares his own personal life experiences with remedial measures, things that he's seen, and also offers insight into when might when someone might use a specific remedial measure and how it may help them. So it's a super fun session. I had a super fun time recording it and I'm not going to have an outro today. So I'm going to go ahead and say now, if you're interested in contacting James, I'm putting all of his information in the show notes. And as always, if you want to contact me, please email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com or visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. So I really hope that you enjoy this segment as much as I did. Thank you so much. Well, I'm really excited to welcome you back, James Braha. Thank you. (laughs) I've been looking forward to this. And so we're talking about remedial measures today in Vedic astrology. And I think that this is something that is so important because so many people will see that they have a debilitated planet or hear that they have a weak planet and they can be like pretty disturbed by it. I don't think that remedial measures are offered that often. Um, I've, for me personally, and I can talk about my personal experience, but I've had a few different readings with a few different astrologers. And I feel like that you're actually one of the two astrologers who gave me a more straightforward remedial measure (laughs) and what to do. So it's just from my experience, it seems to be a little bit less common. You know, what you're saying is really interesting to me because I'm going to, one of the things I'm going to talk about in this session is the Brigu reading, the leaves of Brigu. Um, the leaves of Brigu are these old, how do, how do I get into this? This is such a strange story. The story goes like this, that uh, Brigu, a, a one of the gods or seers or one of the special Indian dudes did something to um, anger the goddess Lakshmi. And Lakshmi said that I'm going to put a curse on you. So Brigu got worried and said, wait, 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 don't, don't put a curse on me. 
and I will have people worship you for the rest of eternity. So how are you going to do that? <laughs> so Brigu, now this story is, you know, it's, it's absurd, but this is the way India works. So Brigu looked into the future and wrote down the horoscopes of people for, I don't know, thousands of years and wrote down their horoscopes on these giant, well, it is said that they were originally written on rocks and engraved in rocks. Then they went on to palm leaves and from palm leaves, uh, some people have put, put them in books, but usually a lot of times they'll be on palm leaves, but in any case, um, so the way that that would work was that when Brigu would read the horoscope, he would say this person, well, in, in my case, one of the Brigu readings I got, it said that I had, I had killed a cow. And this was some, I must have done it in some past life in some terrible way because it was, and, and the Brigu reading said that because you did this, you, you will not get the full results of your, of your actions. The, 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 you will not get the full success of what you do in this lifetime. However, if you do this, these yagyas for Jupiter, and I forget all the stuff that it said, then, you know, that'll be a prayer to Jupiter to lessen the curse, to lessen the bad karma. Mm. Well, how are you going to do a yagya? They cost money. <laughs> so you have to worship Lakshmi to get the money to do the yagyas. <laughs> so this, is, this was how he avoided the curse. But in any case, the reason that I brought this up is because one of the things that it said, that, that, that reading that I just told you about was a very short reading. There was a man living in Hollywood, Florida, where I used to live. He called me up. He had my books. He called me up. He came over. He said, you know, my, my, my grandfather is coming or my father's coming, and he's coming from India. He's going to bring a book of the Brigu. He brought the book, and I was in that book. Very short paragraph, but it, it said this business that I just told you about. It was one of the readings. But the other Brigu reading I had was much longer. It was, you know, two or three pages of, 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 of notes. And in that Brigu reading, it said specifically that I would combine astrology with religion. I'm one of the few astrologers, evidently. I mean, this is odd because when I went to India and found an astrologer, I immediately said, where are the mantras? Of course, I was a meditator, so I knew about mantras. But that, that just seemed to me to be very, very important. So it said in that Brigu reading that... I would combine, uh, you know, religion with astrology. It was it was a very accurate reading. Also, it told about my divorce, mm. the first divorce. It, it gave specifics. It said the wife will leave, she'll come back, but you'll you won't take her back. It said my son would be wealthy, which money just attracts this kid like crazy. Wow. Um, it said I would write books connected to India. I mean, it was it was pretty accurate. It wasn't hundred percent, but it was pretty darn accurate. But anyway, that's that's the brigu. So so uh, these yagyas, mm -hmm. these yagyas that people get. I mean, there's there's different ways that you ameliorate the problems, mm -hmm. but one of them is the yagyas. Those are the ceremonies. Um, I mean, you can chant your own mantras. Mm -hmm. You can chant your own mantras, and I, I I have some experience with that. There, are, the the mantras are on my website, jamesbraha.com. You mm -hmm. click astrology, you click mantras. The mantras are there. So if, so when I see a client, if there's a great affliction, like Johnny Depp, we were talking about Johnny Depp, mm -hmm. and he came to a Jupiter Dasha, 
uh, around September 2013. And Jupiter looks like it's quite good because it's, it's in Pisces. Mm -hmm. However, however, it is aspected by Mars and Saturn. Mm -hmm. And when he came to that Jupiter Dasha, that's when his biggest troubles started. So if, you know, if I had seen him before that, I would have said, look, you can either chant your own Jupiter mantra or you can uh, have the yagyas perform. The yagyas are the ceremonies where Hindu priests pray for you. So in my practice, if a person has, you know, a, a dasha or a bhukti that's a little bit difficult, I might tell them to go and get a navagraha yagya, which is a nine planet yagya. You can get them from any local Hindu temple. Maybe they're 100 or $200. They pray for, like if you go for Jupiter, they'll tell you to come on a Thursday. They'll chant all the mantras. It's called a Navagraha, nine planet yagya. Mm -hmm. They do a fire ceremony. They chant the mantras of all the planets, but they do it on Jupiter's day. And they focus a little bit more on Jupiter. And it burns off the karma of that, some of the karma of that negative Jupiter. In fact, one of the most fascinating things I found I have a very afflicted Venus, and I went for a Venus Yagya once, uh, well, a few times, but I remember once, I know the mantras because I give them out all the time. So, so they're doing, you know, Japa Kusuma Sankasham Kasham, you know, the sun mantra. Then they're doing moon, Dadi Shankar Bam. Then he gets to Venus, Hima Kundam Ranala Bam. And the fire, the wood in the fire starts crackling and going all over the place. <laughs> and that, I don't know, I mean, it could be coincidence, but I, I, I suspect, I was in a Venus Bukti, and it was a very rough Venus Bukti, and so when they were doing the mantra for Venus, it's burning off the karma yeah. somehow. So those are the small ones, and I tell people if they're in a bad period to do them twice a year, three times a year, they're not too expensive. But if you're in a crisis, then you go get the bigger yagyas. Those are the ones that are done for seven days, for eight hours a day, mm -hmm. or three days for five or six hours with several priests. Mm -hmm. Those would be three, four, five hundred dollars for the three days. The mm -hmm. seven days could be seven, eight hundred dollars. It depends. But that's a lot of priests praying for you. Yep. And my first experience, because you have yagyas, you have mantras that you can chant or meditate on, you have gemstones. Um, so those are the three major ones, but the, um, uh, the yagyas, I remember the, the very first experience I had with the yagyas very early in my practice, a lady came to me and her son had pushed a kid in school off a balcony Oh! and the kid got hurt oh. and the school, I don't know, the school refused to pay. So, so they sued her. Okay. So she went to a lawyer. She was on the hook for $25,000. And the lawyer said, I can't help you here. This is, you know, your kid pushed a kid off a balcony. He got hurt. They want money. He couldn't find any precedence or anything. Anyway, she came to me in tears. I'm doing her horoscope. She tells me this. And I said, well, from the Hindu point of view, you would do a yagya. Mm -hmm. She gets a yagya. I'm talking about a two-hour yagya, not the big one, the inexpensive one. Right after the yagya, <laughs> a lawyer, the, lawyer, the lawyer calls her up. He says, I can't believe this. 
somebody gave me a law mag, um, you know, some law magazine. He said, there is a, there's an article in there about a precedent similar to yours. And she didn't have to pay. The next one, and this was back then in the early days, my friend was getting divorced and the mother was manipulating the, the, the six-year-old kid. She kept saying, now, if you don't feel comfortable with your dad, now, if you don't feel comfortable, so she got the message, oh, I'm not supposed to feel comfortable with my dad. Right. So he's trying to get some, some custody, some, some visitation. It's going on for six months. He's pulling his hair out. I said, go get a Yagya. He gets a Yagya. The judge, there was like a 60 or 70-year-old white man judge, was, ca- was called out of town right after the Yagya, and a woman took his place. And the woman looks at this and she says, are you kidding me? This has been going on for six months. This kid's being manipulated. Wow. So those were my first experiences. But th- the thing that you have to understand about, about the Upayas is that they work when they work. They don't work when they don't work. You don't know when they're going to work and when they're not. There's, there's no way to know that. It, it, you know, it depends on how bad the karma is from your past lives. I mean, basically, you know, people will ask me, well, if I do this mantra, what will happen? I say, I, you're praying to the gods. You're playing, praying to the planets. And if they deem you worthy of, of, of le- letting you off the hook a little bit, they, they will, you know. But I remember, I remember uh, you know, ju- just so you understand that, you know, sometimes um, we don't know how these things work. You know, they could work based on faith. You know, I tell a person to, 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 to do a mantra. They get some great results, right? And you wonder, well, is this because they believed it in their head? They mm-hmm. believed that they would, so they did? Because mm-hmm. that certainly happens. Mm-hmm. I remember this wonderful case. I, I used to get a lot of yagyas done, big ones, seven days. And I got one for my mother. My mother was, had mental problems, severe schizophrenia. Yeah. All of her life, the big complaint was her sisters, her sisters, her sisters, and one in particular. They hate me. They did this. I mean, it was paranoia. It was just that we knew these people. They were fine. Yeah. But this was her. Okay. So anyway, I told this, you know, the guy to do a seven-day yagya for her and, uh, he didn't get back to me as to when he was going to do it. And uh, so this one particular weekend around that time, my wife and I went over to see my mother and other people. We're having dinner. And my mother turns to me and says, you know, all my life, just, have, just off the cuff, you know, all my life I thought that my sisters were trying to hurt me. They weren't trying to hurt me. They, they, they really weren't. I, I had never... I never, I mean, all I heard my entire life was, it was severe. I mean, she would write that, they would tell us these letters that she would write them. They'd read a couple lines and throw them away because it was a deranged mind. Yeah. Suddenly she's telling me this. I'm thinking, (laughs) what's that about? I come home and a few days later, I email the guy. I say, when are you going to do, when are you going to do the seven day yoga for my mother? He says, we did it. We did it. Ha! I was really angry. But it was it was right around the time that she said that to me. Mm-hmm. She said she said some other things to me that were extremely loving. 
which I, I'm not going to go into them, but I mean, it was obvious that something had changed. Right. It was obvious that something had changed. Yeah. I, I was mad at the guy. I said, why didn't you tell me when you were doing it? But, but it was a really good lesson. If they're praying, they're, you know, if those prayers work, they work. It wasn't based on faith. I mean, I told him, I said, I wanted to tell my mother they're going to be praying for you. Didn't matter. Mm. She didn't need to know. Yeah. Man, that um, really inspired. Yeah, so, so, oh, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that really inspires me because I have a similar predicament with my mom. And so I'm like, man, I wonder what would happen if I got a yagya for her. Um, but I'm glad that you're sharing these stories because um, after our reading, I had never, or I guess after I saw you in Sedona, I had never heard of a yagya. And all of this started because you were mentioning that you fused the Hindu religion with your astrology practice, which I suppose is the reason why I had never heard of a yagya before. But anyway, I had never heard of a yagya. And then I got a reading with you and you were telling me that when I was going through a certain bukti, I should get yagyas. And I guess I just forgot about it. And then I went through this bukti and I experienced all of these health issues. And now the bukti is over, but I, I'm getting my first yagya on the 10th. So <laughs> I'm really excited about that. I'll and tell you, I, I'm going to tell you some other, some other interesting ones. So now this, this particular story, I don't have firsthand knowledge of it. I have enough of my own, but I like this story. This was the guy who used to organize the Yagas told me about, he told me about a man who had illnesses for just decades. They couldn't figure out where the illnesses were from. He had a Yagya done and right after the Yagya, and usually that's how it works. If it's going to, if a Yagya is going to work, it's going to work within a week or two. It's not, you do the Yagya and six months later, if it's going to work, it's going to work right away. He did the Yagya and for some random reason, he changed dentists. The new dentist said, you know, I think, I think there's a problem under this tooth. Wow. There was an abscess throwing toxins into his body that had debilitated him for decades. And they fixed it. Wow. So that's, 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 you know, that's the Yagya. Um, the other Yagya story that I, I, really, I really love um, is, is the one about the dog. Uh, I never knew that Jupiter ruled dogs, but I was having a seven-day Yagya for Jupiter. And um, it goes Thursday in India, Thursday to Wednesday. On the weekend during that yagya, I went outside my door, outside my house, you know, just because it was a Saturday and I was, you know, relaxing. And a dog from a block away sees me, a big yellow lab sees me from a block away and tears off running toward me. I love dogs. Now, as it's getting closer, it's getting faster and faster. Now I'm getting worried. It jumps on the porch and starts jumping on me and licking me all over. I thought, what is this? And then I was talking to an Indian guy that day saying, I have this really weird thing. He said, well, aren't you getting, aren't you having a Jupiter Yagi? I said, yeah. He said, well, Jupiter are dogs. So one of the things that I tell people now is if they have a Jupiter, if they're in a Jupiter period or sub period, or if they just have a very afflicted Jupiter, and they want to help it, get a dog and treat that dog with as much kindness and love and generosity as you can. Mm -hmm. If you can get a yellow dog, like a yellow lab or golden retriever, it's even better. All dogs are ruled by Jupiter, but if it's yellow or golden, it's more Jupiterian. And I remember thinking, why is a dog Jupiter? 
because dogs, all they do is love you. They're not like cats where they look at you and walk away. The dog sees you. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's have some. That's, that's Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Now, the other, the other really spectacular story, I was thinking about this, like, what stories am I going to tell? I love this story. I had written uh, four books. I wrote Ancient Hindu, Astro Logos, How to Be a Great Astrologer, How to Predict Your Future. There are four books. <clears throat> they had a big impact in the astrological community, but you never make any money on them. And it's, it's so much work. It's really service. It's really a service to the astrologers. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. But when I used to do it, even now, as I'm writing now, I'm revising my book now, I, I have to do the writing in the morning. Then I do a horoscope reading and then I'm exhausted. Yeah. After the four books, I said, that's it. No more books. I, it's just, it's too difficult, not writing again, unless I can stop doing readings to earn a living. So I'm going to tell you the reason that I used to get so many seven day yagyas <laughs> is because, is because I used to recommend yagyas. And the organization said, look, for every 10 yagyas you recommend, we're going to give you a free one. So I said, well, that, that's great. <laughs> so I used to get a lot of, so I said to my wife around 1997, I said, you know, I've, I've had a million Jupiters, a million Venuses. What do you want? She said, I think I'd like Mercury. I said, okay, Mercury. So I tell them, do a seven-day yagya for Mercury. Now, you have to understand that you're married, your karma is going to mix, right? Yeah. So... They do the seven-day yagya, and with it, you know, during those seven days, it suddenly, finally, you know, I've been waiting for years to fix the music entertainment center in our house, the electronics, the mercury. But it's like uh, I hate mechanics. I hate that stuff. I don't want to do it. They do the, They're doing. They're praying for mercury. I say, oh, you know, I think I feel like doing it now. So I fix all the electronic stuff, right? Now. If I was going to write a book, I wasn't going to write a book because there's too much stress. But if I was going to write a book, it would be really analyzing how it works. Not a cookbook, but more like let's analyze some horoscopes and right. Right. Within that seven day yagyas, ping, a little thought comes to me. Hey, what if I don't sit at the computer and write for a year? What if I teach a student? and record the sessions, and that'll be a book. <laughs> so, so courtesy of the Mercury Yagya, wow. th- this was the result. This is the, cool. this is the book that, it's a teacher-student where I'm teaching the student. So I did record, I did record the, the, I taught him astrology, and we, re- we recorded the sessions, and that's how that book came about. That's yeah. a powerful, it's a powerful story. Is that your new book? Or is that the older one? Because I know that you are in the process of revising or you wrote a new book and you're revising. So here's how it goes. This is the original book that I wrote in 1985. It came out in 86. Yeah. That's called Ancient Hindu Astrology for the Modern Western Astrologer. This this was the second book that was written. The first one about about Jyotish was written by Robert DeLuce in 1963, but it was useless. It taught you how to do the calculations, but not how to analyze. It, okay. just, it was useless. Mm-hmm. So this book came out, The Ancient Hindu. Mm-hmm. It's a beginner's book. And I got letters right away from all over the world saying, oh, my God, I've wanted to know this system. This book shows me how to do it. Mm-hmm. Then, then as the years went by, 
I wanted to share what I knew from experience because that ancient Hindu was written in, in 85. Right. After 15 years in the field, I knew a lot more. So that's when the, the art and practice came about. Okay. Now this art and practice is now, um, this is revised. It's not a huge revision, but this is now on Amazon as a print on demand. Okay. It's on ebook. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anybody would read a book like this on ebook, but some people yeah. do. But so now, because the other art and practice that I showed you, that went out of print. So now I got this to be a print on demand. Okay. Now, in the, last, in the last year, I've been revising the ancient Hindu astrology. Okay. Now, I had no idea. I knew I left it for last. I got the other books on ebooks. I revised them. I left this for last because I knew it was going to be intense. It's 120 pages more than the original. The planets and houses is completely redone. The famous horoscopes, those are the bulk of the book, is the planets and houses and the famous horoscopes. I completely redone. It's it's like a new book in a way. That's at the proofreaders right now. Okay. Now, there's there's one issue. Um, Sometimes when you do print on demand, they want to know, we want to see the copyright. Well, it takes months to get a copyright. So I'm assuming that they'll sl- let me slide on that. If they do, it'll be out by October 1st or mid-September. Okay. okay. And where's the best place to get that book? Well, if you're getting eBooks, you can get them. If you're getting eBooks, you can get them on BookBaby. Okay. Or Amazon Kindle or anywhere else. They're everywhere. Okay. okay. BookBaby's the best for me. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon and then all the others. But you, you can get them. They're, they're easy to get. But the, the ancient Hindu astrology, that is not yet. That, that, that'll be maybe in about a month or a month and a half, hopefully. It's at the proofreaders now. It's going quickly now. Okay. But it's a complete revision. Okay. And, I'm and, just uh, really... Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm always complaining to my wife. Geez, I, I spent a year on this. Should I have written a, a, a whole new book? But I'd rather do it this way because this way... In the future, when people get a beginner's book, they're going to get a beginner's book written by somebody who's been in the field for 40 years. Right. So it's a good choice. Yeah. No. Maybe not economically for me, but for the world, it's a good choice. Yeah. Well, you have a really good chart for service, so I'm not surprised that you're service-oriented and service-minded. But that book is genuinely one of my favorites, and I refer you know, anyone who asks, anyone who asks if they want, like what books I use or what my favorite books are, I always refer to that one. And so I'm super excited that a revised version is coming out. Like I have yeah, the, the revised original. version, the revised version. I sent the planets and houses to, to some, somebody I met on Facebook. I said, send me your chart. I sent him sun in this house, moon in this house. Do you know what he said? He said, I've had my chart done four times by astrologers. I got more from this written material and the written material is it's, it's not an astrologer. It's isolated. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the, to the, to the upayas, the mantras and yagas. Yeah. So with the mantras, one thing, one thing about the mantras that I tell people, that I tell astrologers, never, never try to discriminate who to give a mantra to and who not to. Mm-hmm. I learned this very early on. This lady was having problems and she said, my life has fallen apart in the last two or three months. And you could see she was in a bad period. But this was a woman who was not, you know, most of my clients, 
they find my books in metaphysical board stores. They're mi mystical, spiritual, metaphysical. This lady was like, you know, the furthest thing from someone. I thought, what am I going to tell this lady to, to, to chant a mantra? Mm -hmm. I said, well, this is what the Indians do. They, they chant mantras. Yeah. And I said, well, that's a waste of breath. She calls me up two or three months later. And she says, you know, from the minute that I started that yag, that I started that chanting that mantra, mm -hmm. my life went, you know, back up to normal. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like sliding down for three, two, three months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I, <clears throat> you can, you know, the way they give out mantras is by chanting them out loud. Mm -hmm. I really don't like that. I mean, for other people it's fine, but when I am chanting out loud, I find it tedious I find it difficult. I find it makes me tired. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I close my eyes and I think the mantra over and over and over, mental repetition. Now, these are long mantras, so they're not so easy. Um, I, I, I'm not one myself. For me, it's, it's, it's easier to get yagyas rather than mantras. Mm -hmm. I don't do them so much, but... Um, a couple of years ago, I got involved in a lawsuit. My brother, di my brother died, and his stepson came along and threw three, three, three frivolous lawsuits on us. And the system in America is so awful. In other countries, if you sue someone and you lose, you pay the court costs. Over here, yeah, I'll throw a lawsuit on this guy. And he didn't have to pay. He, he went to law school. He wasn't a lawyer, but he knew how to do it. Yeah. Without hiring a lawyer. We're paying $500 an hour. He's paying nothing. And he knows that. So he's, he's just keeping it going. Yeah. After, I mean, I should have done this earlier, but I didn't. After about yep. a year and a half, I yeah. sat down and I started meditating on the Mercury mantra. I was in Mercury. It's in the sixth house, which is enemies and lawsuits. Within a month, finally the thing ended. But it was, you know, so you can do them either out loud or you can do them silently. I prefer them silently. So I, I understand. And I honestly, I do both. I like doing both. I like chanting out loud and I like chanting to myself. And I found that when you do it enough, and as you're saying, even silently, you'll begin kind of, or at least my experience, like it'll just kind of occur in my head, you know, even when I'm washing my dishes or oh, driving yeah. my car, it just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the question I had for you, and I think that other people may have as well, is between, because with a yagya, you're technically um, paying priests to do it, but then it's also priests investing their time, which is incredibly powerful. Would you say that that is more powerful than you dedicating your own time to chanting mantra? The thing about these kind of questions is that they are really impossible to answer. All, <laughs> okay. you, can, all you can get is opinions. Yeah. You know, um, it certainly sounds, doesn't it sound better that you would be doing it yourself than it paying someone? Better. Yeah. But I can tell you, but I can tell you from experience, I didn't even pay for these yagyas. They were done free because I recommended people, you know, and they would, you know, sometimes, now the thing is sometimes I'd get big results and sometimes I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I also find, you know, I used to do a lot of yagyas for Venus because it's so afflicted, but I never felt long-term effects. What I mean by that is I would hit a Venus period, things would go really bad, I'd have some Venus yagas. But then in the years intervening, I would have more Venus yagas, yeah. figuring that if I do enough of them, it'll fix Venus for good. Yeah. No, the next Venus period come and all hell would break loose. Yeah. So, oh. 
um, it, it, it's very, very difficult to, to, you know, somehow, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, 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 you have to understand also, it may simply be, I, I consider the planets to be like gods. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have any individuality. They, it could just be a force of nature. Like my yeah. son has the Sun-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces. It's really nice. He's protected from harm. And I would watch, I would see this happen. You know, I would be changing his diaper. A, a letter opener would fall, go straight for his head. He just turned his head. He fell into the pool when he was like two or three. He fell right onto the creepy crawly. I mean, I would see these things over and over. And I would say, that's Jupiter. Is Jupiter some being with, with an individual? This is, oh, I better help them. Or is it just a force of nature that you're born with? I don't know. So it may be that it's totally irrelevant what your intent is yeah. when the yag is being done. I just don't know. It, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. hard to answer. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are questions that I get a lot, though. And I have found that sometimes it's just hard to get people to, to chant, you know. And this is one of those you things. Don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't take any, don't get involved in that. You don't get involved in it. You say, look, here's the choices. You like them. You don't. You don't. You don't. It's fine. This, listen, the whole thing is Maya. The whole thing is a dream. That's, you know, I was thinking about talking about this. Like, like I'm thinking, if I, should I mention that lawsuit and Mercury? Idiot, why didn't you do a Yagya after two or three months, after six months, after eight months? And I thought about it. I just don't do them. I don't do mantras. I don't do yagyas. Ever since non-duality, my suffering, whatever suffering I have since the age of 53, it's just not, it's not enough to push me to actually say, oh, let me go pray to change the karma. I just don't feel it. But eventually, after a year and a half of every time you get a letter in the mail from the lawyer, it's 3,000, 2,000, 5,000. It got so, finally, I, I said, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so you know it's out there you you yeah. let them know and they're going to hear the recording mm -hmm. over and over and one time when they hear the recording they might go oh hey maybe i should do that but yeah. i wouldn't push it on anybody i would just say this is what we do yeah. now i've had cases i've had really interesting cases where a guy would call up and he'd say i am having so many money problems what's the mantra for money i said well in your horoscope the ruler of the money house is, is mercury so you should do mercury so he does the Mercury mantra, and he in, I don't know, half a year, he doubles his money, or he makes a lot of money. And he calls me up, he says, I want the mantra, I want all the mantras. And, and, and your mantras. which is the one for career, and which is the one for that. Then I have this lady, I had this lady who, she did a mantra, and she got wealthy from investment. Then years goes by, and she lost the money. Now she comes back, and she wants the mantra, but it's not working. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yeah. There's no yeah. way to know. And that's why when they ask, like if a person asks me, should I, I, I don't have much money. I can spend $1,000 on a gemstone or I can spend $1,000 on a yagya. I oftentimes go for the gemstone. The reason I do that, the gemstone is very unlikely to stop a crisis. In my experience, it's just yeah. that's not what it's for. 
the the gemstone once you have the gemstone it's a protective measure that is on you all the time whereas you do the yagya you may have some good effect for a week or two or whatever it may relieve some crisis but after that it's done whereas if you have a good gemstone it's there always so i like gemstones for that reason the gemstones um First of all, the gems have to be very high quality. If they're not high quality, don't bother with it. They have to have size. You don't get a bunch of chips that add up. It should be around two carats. If you can't afford an emerald or a ruby or diamond, one and a half carat, one carat, I wouldn't go below one carat. If you can't get a, a decent high quality, you get the secondary stone, tourmaline, peridot, zircon, cheaper stones. When you go to get the stone, try to let the gem find you this is something that if you're you just you know after years of buying gems and stuff like that you start to notice you start to notice these odd occurrences that happen with gems finding you okay i'm going to give you an example this is my blue sapphire mm-hmm. okay it's blue sapphire and by the way while we're at it, make sure that when you set a stone, you make sure that there's the stone can get near the skin. It doesn't have to touch, okay. but you don't. But you don't put metal underneath the stone. That makes sense. So, so when I got this blue sapphire, my finances were not good. They weren't really good. I hit the Saturn Dasha, and they're about eighteen eighteen hundred dollars a carat for a decent stone. And there was a, we have this, you know, one of the ways that you can get stones, you can always go to gemologists. I I have some gemologists that I recommend to people, healinggems.com, astrologicalgem.com. I recommend those. But I sometimes tell people, go to a gem show. Mm. Because there you're going to see 20 or 30 gem dealers. And you go, you go to this guy, you say, let me see your blue sapphires. You go to the next guy, let me see your blue and they know they can't really cheat you too badly because there's so much competition right there. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I, I had seen this blue sapphire when my Saturn Dasha began. I couldn't afford it. I just, money was really tight at that point, you know. And, um, and uh, a couple of years later, I finally had enough money. And I went with my son. He came with me. And we, you know, we're going... Uh, you know, booth to booth. And I, I remembered the sapphire because it's super blue. It's really, really dark blue. Most of them are really light. I like this one. And I remembered this one, right? So we're going, you know, and I know, I remember who the guy was too, okay? So I'm going booth to booth, booth to booth. And I say, Julian, I know this guy, he used to have a blue sapphire. I said, so I went there, I said, so um, you still have that, that, that blue sapphire? So this is fascinating to me. All of his stones are sitting on the table. He's got rubies. He's got this. He's got that. This gemstone, <laughs> this gemstone is not out. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, you were here once before. I said, yeah. I, I asked about a blue sapphire. He said, okay, hold on. He goes underneath. He pulls it out. He puts it on the table. My son... Now, we had already gone. I didn't go to this guy first because I knew, you know, that he had that. 
I went to all the other ones. My son sees this blue one. He goes, dad, that's it. Because just from the color, he just loved it, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at it. I look through the loop, blah, blah, blah. And I say, can I ask why all your stones are out, but this blue sapphire is hidden away? You know what he tells me? He says, when I got into this business, he said, if the business doesn't go well, I want to keep this one for myself. <laughs> but but it, there was something about the, the it was almost, it was, to me, I have an extreme, Saturn's my best planet. Yeah. Saturn is my best planet. It's the Raja Yoga. It's aspected by Jupiter. This stone was meant for me. The stone finds you. Yeah. And there's, there's stories where the stone finds you. So you may find a stone that may be a little bit more included, has a little bit more flaws than the other one. Mm-hmm. But this one grabs you for some reason. Mm-hmm. Let the stone choose you okay. if you can. Okay. And I do, before I forget, so I have two questions. One or something I want to say, and then a question for the yagyas in case somebody wants to schedule a yagya, you had recommended Bhavana Yagya and they're super nice. I reached out to them and I'll include the link in the show notes. And so if someone wants to go to that website okay. and then the question I had for gemstones, because I'm sure people watching or listening are wondering what gemstone they should get for themselves. And this is something that you okay. are. Oh. Because, well, I get, I've gotten conflicting information from different astrologers. And so, for example, I have a very weak and damaged Mercury. And you're the only astrologer so far to tell me to go ahead and get a stone for Mercury. And so, for the people listening, if they have a damaged or a weak planet, would you recommend getting a stone for that planet? In your book, it's a little complicated. So, here's the, here's the, it's a pet peeve of mine. Okay. Okay. So the way it works is you always get the, the, the stone connected to the ascendant. Mm-hmm. If you have Capricorn ascendant, you get a blue sapphire for Saturn. If you have a, Ven- a Libra ascendant, you get, you get Venus because you get diamond for Venus because that's the lifelong planet is the, the planet connected to the ascendant. Mm-hmm. That's for your whole life. You've got to strengthen it. Mm-hmm. When you hit a dasha, Mars, Saturn, Venus, Jupiter, doesn't matter, you wear that stone. Okay. Okay. Now, the rest of the story is that there's nothing in the scriptures about how to prescribe a gemstone. Okay? Nothing. They don't even talk about the secondary stones. All they say is the sun is ruby, Venus is diamond. That's all they say. So what this tells you is that everything else is our opinions, which is fine. Okay. So you, you should go by your experience. Okay. So there's, there's two major opinions about this. There's two different ways. It's personal. It's how you feel about it. It has always struck me from the very beginning that the planet's essential nature come first. So Jupiter is a benefic. Now, it is a benefic by nature. It's a planet of luck and fortune. But if you have a Taurus ascendant, it rules the eighth house, and and so it's called a functional malefic. Functional malefic means, even though it's a, a benefic, it'll function with some negative energy. The operative word is some. It will bring some negative. It's still Jupiter. Yeah. It's still Jupiter. But 
it also brings some net, some eighth house energy to it. So in my opinion, you cannot hurt anything by wearing the gem of a benefic. How much damage can Mercury do? First of all, if Mercury is not aspecting any other planets, you shouldn't even give it a second thought. Where's the damage it's going to cause? Maybe to the house it's occupying, maybe? So if you so if I wear a, a, a Jupiter stone, it's it's going to strengthen Jupiter. Jupiter aspects Saturn. That's Jupiter's a good planet. It also carries eighth house energy. If it strengthens the eighth house, it's going to strengthen the eighth house is not all bad. It's going to strengthen metaphysical and psychic. That's what it's going to strengthen. So um, those other astrologers, they would say Jupiter's going to do nothing but harm because it rules the eighth house. This to me is absurd. So if it's a malefic planet, Mars or Saturn, I will not, or Sun, I will not strengthen it if, unless you're in the dasha of that planet or unless you are, uh, the, unless it's ruling the ascendant. Okay. Now, once in a while, I will strengthen the Sun in Libra, fallen sun, if it's not conjunct Mercury. If it's not, if I strengthen the sun, it'll burn other planets. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to strengthen the sun if there's a planet in the house with the sun or opposite the sun. If there's not, it's not going to aspect anything. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about that. Okay. But like as an example, I used to wear this, this giant yellow sapphire, which by the way was in the Brigu reading. In that Brigu reading from thousands of years ago, it said he should get a big, it said a big, like a very large square yellow sapphire. I had already, no, I hadn't bought it by that time. I, I got the reading in uh, 92. The Jupiter period was way later, but I did, I got this huge 12 carat yellow sapphire. When I got the yellow sapphire, Jupiter rules my eighth house and my 11th house. I got that stone within a week or two. I immediately felt my intuition rise because it ruled the eighth house. Wow. It rules the 11th, which is major goals and desires. I got that stone. And within about a week or two, I got, an, I got a letter, an email or a letter. I think it was a letter back then uh, from Germany. They wanted to publish my first book in German. I wanted that book in German for 10 years. I kept sending letters and books to publishers. After seven, eight years, I gave up. I got the stone, the 11th house's major desires, and that book came in. So usually the way that works is you may, you may, you may not, but you may, if it's a good stone, big stone, you may feel something right away when you get it. After that, you just get used to it. But this is the other thing. Never buy a stone where you don't really love it. If you don't love the yellow sapphire, go get a cheaper, uh, uh, um, what do they call them? Citrine, a big mm -hmm. citrine. You've got to love the stone because it's going to be with you. And, you know, five years later, like when you have a stone that you love, every time you, you happen to see it on your hand, suddenly you feel good about it. So it's, it's something that you should, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a stone that's like, well, I'd really rather have the other one, but I can afford this one. I would, yeah. I would wait or get a, you know, yeah. I find that to be important. There's also cases where um, I remember this one case where this lady was complaining about her career 
and uh, she was having big troubles with her career. And I saw on her a really big blue sapphire. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I said, where did you get that? And I'm thinking already, I'm thinking, oof, not a good stone for her because it's yeah. a Saturn stone. And it happens to be conjunct the 10th house ruler, which is career. So I said, where did you get that stone? It's, you know, really nice. Oh, my grandmother gave it to me. It's three carats, four carats, a beautiful stone. I said, I, I got to tell you, it's not a good stone for you. And it's, it's next to the planet that rules the career house. It doesn't help. She took it off and he called me in a couple of weeks and said, I found my career. I found my job, my career. Wow. So you, now this doesn't always happen, but there's, you know, there's plenty of stories like that. Yeah. Okay. And so the other things, because I feel like that you just mentioned so many different remedial measures, at least you did in the reading that I had with you. Gems, mantras, yagyas. Yeah, but you also mentioned keeping the day sacred. So like in my opinion, or oh, yes. Sorry. Wednesday sacred. Yep. Um, and gods and goddesses. So for Mercury, Vishnu was what right. you suggested. Right. If it's if they're in Saturn, they need help with Saturn. Get, get pictures of Vishnu, uh, Shiva. Keep them around the house. Worship Shiva. If you're in Venus, like I'm in Venus now, and I was really dreading this because yeah. it started two weeks ago okay. when I was in Sedona in November. I got this. It's not in this room. I should have brought it in this room. I got a really beautiful Lakshmi statue. Oh. Um, yeah, and 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 so you you can keep the day sacred if it's yeah. Venus. You keep Fridays as a restful spiritual day. Mm-hmm. If it's Monday, you keep Mondays. And if it's connected to a god, Mercury is Vishnu. Yeah, there's there's these things. To me, the most painful thing about astrology. This is from day one. You would you would do a horoscope. It happened to me yesterday. I saw a person who was going into a moon dasha. And the moon was in rough shape. And it's 10 years. I told them about the pearl or moonstone keeping Mondays. The other thing is, um, so, so, so I'm saying this because that's the hardest thing about being an astrologer. I, I don't, I'm not going to lie to people. It's, oh, a good period's coming. You got to tell them. You got to warn them. You know, but, but you, 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 you've got to be able to do something about these bad periods. The other thing that is very important very important when a person is in a bad dasha or a bad dasha bhukti you must tell them if you can get through this period without losing ever without all kinds of losses and pain you've had a big success no because do not try to 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 you know do not try for the greatest triumphs in this period. Because what happens is, I mean, I didn't used to know this, but people would, when I would tell people this was a terrible period, they'd say, oh, because I kept working harder and harder. I thought it was my, my fault. I thought it was my fault. I thought it was my fault. It's not their fault. It's a bad period. So don't, you know, just get through it. Don't, you know, you don't look for great fame and stuff like that in, in one of those periods. You just look to get through the period. Mm-hmm. The other thing is with a Dasha Bukti or a Dasha, when it ends, you throw a big party and, and you get out and you get out the Yoko Ono song on the John Lennon album. Hard times are over. 
And when people ask you, what is the party for? You say, it's because the bad period is over. You do this because when you're in a bad period, you think it's going to last, you know, you, not knowing astrology, but you're, you're suffering. Right. You think you're going to suffer forever. Right. A year later, six, eight months later, you say, hey, things are getting better. But if you know it's over, then you can immediately start to, you know, set your sails again and, and you know, like that. Well, I'm going to be doing that later today. I'm going to put on some Yoko Ono and have myself a celebration because... Well, wait, have, is the period over? It ended. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, it's that's, done. That's, so, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, another thing, another thing is um, the, uh, when a person has a horoscope where all the benefics are afflicted, mm-hmm. which is... You'd, you'd think that'd be really rare. It's not. Right. I see them all the time. Sometimes they'll have one good benefic. Mercury, Moon, and Jupiter uh, are afflicted, but Venus is good. Sometimes, sometimes you get all of them afflicted. Yeah. Those people are not going to have a sweet, happy, easy, sweet life, but they can do things in the world to make a difference. The mm-hmm. malefics become strong because mm-hmm. they're aspected by the benefics. That's what's hurting the benefics but the malefics benefit. So, so there's that. You're not, you're not looking for sweetness. You're looking for what can I accomplish in the world? But sometimes the horoscopes are so difficult, the suffering is intense. And then you have to say, you know, you have mantras, you have yagyas, you have all that stuff, but you have to say charity. Get your attention off of yourself. I always tell people to this. I always tell people this when they have a bad period or they have a bad horoscope. I say, look, in the in the Buddhist scriptures, you know, Buddha had four truths. The first truth is life is suffering. Life is suffering because we die. There's change. It's not just us dying. It's watching our friends, our family. Our, there's always going to be suffering. Yeah. The more that you are not concerned with your own money, your own this, your own that, the easier it is. Yeah. In my life, the people that I found that are the most content are the ones who spend their lives helping others. Okay. So that's a really that's a really important thing for people to you know to know. Charity work, etc. When you're doing yagyas, by the way, mantras, sorry, mantras. So, you know, usually you do them 100 times a day with a strand of beads, because that's going to take you 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> do 100. First of all, to learn the mantra, you go on my website, you see it written, and you hear how it's done. You hear it being pronounced slowly and quickly. But if you just read it 100 times a day, you'll memorize it in about, in about three days, four days. If, the, if it's for Saturn, it's going to be, I think, 23,000 times. Mm-hmm. That's going to take you 230 days mm-hmm. at 100 a day. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, you stop. Then you wait and you do it again for 230 days, if you're disposed to that. If it's Mercury, you do it 4,000 times and you stop. Mm-hmm. So, because it's, there's a reason for the 4,000 times. So when you do it 4,000, you stop. You let it have its effect. If it's the sun, it's 7,000 or 9,000 or something, and then you stop. Then you do it again for those 9,000 times or... or Okay. That's actually, that's super helpful for me because I'm the type of person to do something every day. 
Like if, if I think something is a spiritual like, practice, I'll do it every day, two times a day, you know? So it's yeah. actually, it's helpful for me and I'm sure people like me. I, I tend to think, I mean, again, this is all personal choice, okay? When you're in India, or at least when I was in India in the, in the 80s, I would see taxi cab drivers, Om Tram Kam they should be chanting while they're waiting. They would just be chanting while they're waiting. I tend to think that it's a good idea, if possible. I mean, look, when you're doing mantras, you're washing dishes, they're going to pop in your head. That's, you know, that's just the way it is. But if you have a, like every morning at eight o'clock, I'm going to do it for 20 minutes, or I'm going to do it at this time of day, or I'm going to do a hundred a day, or I'm going to do 150. I happen to think that it's a good idea to keep it like a consistent practice or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, with the, with the, I'm going to mention something odd. When you go for the Navagraha Yagyas, the nine planet Yagyas, I used to go to this temple and there was one priest and he would be chanting and all of a sudden he'd get interrupted. Somebody said, oh yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that tonight. Right in the middle of the Yagya. This is not good. That's not good. That's not good. I wouldn't be happy about that if it was my no. Yagya. Because the mantras are, are sacred sounds. Yeah. And I, I think I really, you know, with your question about what, which is better, chanting your own mantra or the, or the priests, here's the argument for having the priests do them. I'm not arguing for that. I'm uh-huh. just telling you one side of the story. Sure. So when it comes to mantras, it has to do with the consciousness of the person chanting them, mm-hmm. right? So priests... They're doing this every day. They're taking these sacred sounds and using them every day. And they're getting to finer and finer, more subtle levels of creation when they're doing it, which is why when he gets interrupted, it's not good. (laughs) Um, So you're getting to subtler and subtler levels. Now, if you're a person who's been on the spiritual path and you've been doing a lot of meditating, your mantras may be more powerful. But if you're not and you have a client who's not, it might be that having priests do them has a more powerful effect because they are, they're so used to doing them and to getting to, to finer and finer levels. Yeah. But to me, how, I, I could never understand this. And, you know, I saw this in the first five or six years, you know, they started having astrological conferences and things like this. And I found all these astrologers. No, I don't bother with the mantras. No, I don't bother with the yeah. yagis. No, I don't bother with this. I tell them by a gemstone. I don't even bother with the gemstone. I hear all these stories and I go, why do this thing if you can't fix the problems a little bit? You know, you can't fix them completely, but how can you, you know, send a person off with no hope, yeah. no, <clears throat> no ability to... Uh, and that's how I feel about it. But No, and I agree entirely. And something that I think about as well, when people have doubt on the effect, as you mentioned, first of all, there's no guarantee that you can completely solve the problem, but you can mitigate it, you can soften it, maybe. And then when people kind of doubt that, it's like, well, if you're following that the astrological energy has an impact on you, why wouldn't chanting to the planets impact you? It's the yeah. same energetic vibration. Like, it's just fascinating. You know, you know, there is, like, when I tell you that, oh, doing lots of Venus Yagas didn't do anything long term, 
I can't know that. I don't know what would, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened had I not done that. And there's no way to know. Um, but, but I can tell you that I've had enough, I've had enough experiences with yagyas and mantras and gemstones that I just consider them very important. You know that story that I told you about the guy comes from India, brings the book. I mean, you know, there's got to be, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of these Brigu chart readings. He brings a book that's four inches thick and, and I'm in there. Yeah. My chart is in there. It's absurd. That's it, so crazy. Like, I'm not super surprised, but it's just amazing to me. Listen to, th- listen to this. <laughs> a friend of mine was also in there. I said, do you have one for this guy? And he says, yes. And, and he says, yes. And he says, this guy, it was very short. He said, this guy's biggest problem is his firstborn child is a disaster. And this was absolutely true. And it said what yagya he should do. But anyway, I'm telling this story because, because when it said that I would not get the full results of my efforts, the funny thing about this was that this was 1992 or so. I had met my second wife around 1990 or 1991. And I was already famous at the time. Could never. And I hadn't heard that, that, that reading yet. She you could ca- never figure out why I was always complaining. You kind of broke up just a little bit. Can you repeat like the past five seconds? I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. So, um, so I had had that, I had had that, that Brigu reading mm-hmm. from the guy who came from India. And he said that, he said that because I had killed a cow, I would not get the full results of my efforts. Right. Yeah. And so I had to do some, some, uh, uh, you know, y- Yagya, a Jupiter Yagya to fix that. The funny thing was that I met my wife in 1991 or so. I got that reading around 1993 and I was already famous. I had already written, you know, three books or whatever. And she could not figure out why my biggest complaint was I can't figure out why I don't get what I'm expecting to get. Like when I say that, I mean like my ancient Hindu astrology book, it's, it's, you know, it's the number one book for introductory books, but it never sold more than 2000 a year. I see other books selling 10,000 a year. So this was a constant complaint of mine that yes, I'm famous. Yes, I have this, but I'm not getting what I'm expecting to get. So when, I, so when I heard that story, I said, bingo. Wow. I'm going to have to go for that. That was one other thing. Can you? But let me, but let me tell you something about yeah. that. Yeah. You will get the Brigu. So they have leaves of Brigu. Uh-huh. They have Shukanadi. Uh-huh. They have different kinds of, but you want to say palm leaf, you know, palm leaf. They, they know what it is. You have to find someone that has the palm leaves, not if you're just an astrologer, because they pass them down from family to family to family. Yeah. But but you don't just get it because you want to get it. You get it because it's written for you to get it. Uh-huh. Okay. So I went to India in 1982. Mm-hmm. I was on the plane. I had a book about India, and I'm going to Delhi. And in the, in the book, it says there's this temple in Delhi, and there's this, and there's a Brigu Center. I said, oh, my God, a Brigu Center. I'm going to go get a reading. So <laughs> this was my first trip. I had a 40-pound backpack. It was hotter than hell. I had a 40-pound backpack, and I'm traveling. You know, it's my first day in, in, in Delhi, and I want to go straight to that, that, that center. 
the Brigu Center, I get in a three-wheel, they have these three-wheeler scooter, you know, whatever it is, the three-wheelers. And a friend of mine had told me, you know, when you go to India, get, bring addresses because nobody knows where anything is. So, and this, this was true because I would say to somebody, do you know where the post office is? And they go, oh, yes, that way. And I had learned how these people, they didn't know. They'd say that way, but they didn't know. So I'd ask somebody else. I'd say, I'd say where's the post office? And they go, that way. Because it's not in their culture to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they just say that way. Anyway, the, the, the driver drove around for one hour in the heat looking for the Brigu Center. He would stop the car every five minutes and he'd say, do you know where the Brigu Center is? Oh, yes, blah, 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 blah. He would drive. He'd get lost. Do you know? This went on for an hour. I was so frustrated. I said, let me out. Just let me out. And I went home. I travel all around India. I come back to Delhi. Now I, I find a driver. I say, take me to the Brigu Center. He finds it like that. And what does it say? We are closed this month. Not meant to be. Just right. not meant to be. Right. Ten years later, 15 years later, somebody who's an astrology student knows me. She's in India. She says, James, we're with K.N. Rao. He's taking us to the Brigu Center. You want me to get a reading? I said, yes. So she gets the reading for me. So they get to the Brigu Center. They start to do my reading. She's getting it for me. It says in the reading, a friend is going to be getting the reading for this person. There's a group of people there's a group of people getting the reading for this person. They just stopped at a Krishna temple before coming for this reading, and they're all hungry. And she said it blew her mind because it was all of that stuff was true. It's so spectacular. It's bizarre is what it is. It's just bizarre. It is bizarre. And it's just, it's amazing that you personally had this experience. It's not like a story that you heard. It's like, this happened to you. Yeah. And it's just so, so, so cool. I did want to ask about the mantras because I had learned from two, from my first astrology teacher. And then one more since then, different astrological mantras that are quite short. And it's just like, Om, the name of the planet, Namaha. Om, Dram, Dream, Drom, Sa, Shukraya, Nama. Yeah. I, and this I, you know why I know that one? Because it's Venus. <laughs> and that's the one I did. Yeah. So I know. That, so there's tantric mantras. There's Vedic mantras. There's okay. the devotional ones. The ones in my book, I believe, are devotional. I don't know. I got to India. And the first or second day, I said to my teacher, where's the mantras? And that's what they gave me. Okay. Yeah. Because well, I no, have... you could use you could use the others, too. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure if you had any type of insight into what the effect, if there's a different effect or if it all kind of does the same thing, because some of them are super short. Like some of the seed mantras are much shorter than the devotional mantras, perhaps on your page. You know what I mean? I just did. Om, Dram, Dream, Dram, Sash, Ukrainama. Here's the other one. Hima kunda mrnala bam dejanam paramam gurum sarvashastra pravaktaram bhargavam pranamam yaham. And that's fast. Right, right, right. right. No, so <laughs> I, I did that because I couldn't be bothered with the long one. Oh, okay. But I, honestly, I'm not the person for that. Okay. You, have to, you have to find a scholar to tell you what the different ones are and why okay. and what. I just, I sort of trusted both of my teachers. Yeah. Uh, you know. Okay. 
Well, I want to be respectful of your time. We're a little over an hour. That's all right. And I really appreciate you taking time to talk today. This was a lot of fun, as expected. Well, you know what? (laughs) Stories are the best. (laughs) They really are. I send send people sometimes to my, to some of the, like I have a pandemic, the the video on the pandemic that I did with Anuradha. And I send people there that are not astrological, just to hear what I was saying about buying gold and silver and cash. Mm Mm-hmm you know, because of this craziness going on. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, I didn't understand half of it. <laughs> so, but the stories make it a little bit easier. Yes, definitely to retain and remember for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so where can people find you if they want to get a reading with you? Oh, you just, if you just Google James Braha, uh, I mean, my website is jamesbraha.com. Mm-hmm. My email is jamesbraha at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. But if if anybody just Googles James Braha, it'll show up that I have an astrology okay. yeah. web, website. All right. And, and those readings are those readings are like 70 to 90 minutes and they're very, very yeah. they're very thorough and they're very intricate. Yeah, they are. I from experience, yes. Yeah, you had one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it and I'm well, sure that I'll talk to you soon, but have a wonderful day. Yes, thank you. All right. Thank you, James. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you learned something new. If you happen to have a planet that is damaged or afflicted in some way, which most of us do, I hope that you're feeling a lot of comfort in knowing that there are certainly measures that we can take to help uplift and support our planets. So again, my name is Christine Rodriguez with James Braha. If you would like to visit James's page, it's going to be jamesbraha.com. And if you would like to go to my website, it's innerknowing.yoga. And of course, all of the other information is going to be in the show notes. So have a wonderful day and talk to you soon. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.